I cannot have chaos erupting around me until I am prepared for it. I'm a collector, an observer. I don't participate. My resources and my standing must be secure before I can allow the uncertainty of war to crash down upon us. Derek Landry. What's interesting about this quote is that he supposes that he can control the chaos. When in reality, the only thing that we can control is our preparedness for said chaos. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December the 9th, 2020. In last week's show, we talked about eroding liberties And I shared a few articles about the way that those liberties are being infringed upon. One of the things that I brought out was the future of tech and how they, and I say that in air quotes, how they plan to use it against us. Things like implantable brain chips, and I'm not talking about Doritos. This is to read your thoughts. And the article that I read even mentioned going so far as scanning your thought history. Now, Granted, this tech is probably years down the line. We may never see it in our lifetime, but just the fact that they're working towards that, towards being able to scan your thoughts. Thinking, Think of 1984, the book, and the thought crime that they had. They had people killed for thinking things that were subversive to the state. And that, is terrifying. You probably heard my little heater in the background. Let me uh, let me turn that off. All right, I'm back. So the thing that I hate doing is talking about problems without thinking of brainstorming, coming up with some solutions. Because when you do that, when you're only talking about the problems and not trying to solve it, that's complaining, and we hate complainers. So this week... I wanted to talk about the ways that we can protect ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, online, all the ways. But that's as I sat down and started writing out today's show notes, that's way too much to cover on one episode. So I figured I'd break it into multiple episodes with, you know, maybe one topic in each show. Today's topic is physical protection and preparation. So what I'm going to do is I'll go through some things that I do, some things that I intend to do, but maybe don't always follow through on, and a few that I need to add into my family's physical protection preparation routine. And I'll probably share a few helpful and beneficial things, but that I might not be ready to add to my own regimen. It just doesn't fit in right now. I like thinking of... Jack Spirico's method about physical protection and preparation, where you list out the most likely scenarios first. Start with yourself in your own home. What is the most likely thing that could go wrong for your, for your personal life and for your family? You know, it might be something like a power outage, depending where you live. If the grid isn't, you know, very reliable, then You need to prepare for that aspect of it first. Um, It might be a car breaking down if you don't have a reliable car. It could be a sickness. 
job loss, and on down the line. And then once you have prepared yourself for your immediate emergencies, then you move out to the local emergencies and regional and national, things like a widespread power outage, food shortages, national disasters, a pandemic, civil unrest. We've seen all of those things this year. This is 2020, after all, where everything that can go wrong seems like it is for a lot of people. A lot of people have the feeling that nothing is going right. I mean, it's 2020, and that's synonymous with disaster and with bad things happening, but it doesn't have to be that way. Change your sp- wow. Change your perspective if you want to change your outlook. Well, <laughs> that's kind of dumb. If you want to change your outlook on life and the things that happen to you and how you feel about what is happening, shift your perspective. Look for the positive, the areas that are allowing you to grow. Imagine a live oak tree. Okay, I don't know how many of you grew up in the South. I grew up in South Georgia. We had lots of live oaks down there. And when an acorn falls out of the tree and implants itself into the ground and starts to grow. It's protected by the forest around it. But if it grows to full maturity, never having been tested by the wind and the rain, then it is very likely to go down once a hurricane hits. But if as the acorn grows and matures, it can be hit by the wind, hit by the rain, and there's things, a buck comes along and and rubs on it, and knocks it over, and it stands back up and keeps growing, it puts out strong roots, and it strengthens itself because of those hardships. And this year has been a big hardship for a lot of people. And if you focus on the hardship and how tough it's been, then you're not going to grow. You'll stay where you're at. Things won't improve for you. But if you look at the things that have gone wrong, Whatever it is that's gone wrong, you're still alive. So you've got a chance to learn and grow. So look at the things that have gone wrong for you and decide for yourself how you can, um, how you can shore those areas up and become more resilient in that, whether it was a job loss, whether it was sickness. Maybe you lost your house because you lost your job because of the pandemic. It can be a whole litany of things, but if you look at that, assess what needs to be worked on, the areas that you need to, um, to do better with, to, to strengthen, you know, maybe the job loss allowed you to learn a new skill for a new job so that you can work for yourself now. Have an entrepreneurial mindset. Have a growth mindset. Look for the things that you can do to always be learning and growing in each and every situation. Let's jump back to the main topic of the show. The first line in defense in physical preparedness is mental. Situational awareness. You always need to be aware of your surroundings each and every time you step outside the door of your house. Whether I'm going out to the back 40 acres, I only have 20 by the way, whether I'm going way out to the back of the property to take care of my animals, or if I'm going on a long road trip, I always have to think through the things that I will need for what I'm setting out to do. I don't want to walk 
three or 400 yards way to the back of my property to do something, to take care of an animal, to whatever the task may be. I don't want to get back there and realize I'm missing a key component or a key tool that I need. I don't want to walk out to feed the goats and realize that I forgot to carry the feed with me because I was carrying the rabbit feed and the chicken feed too. So think through those things that you'll need. Brainstorm every possibility and implement what's feasible. So yeah, if you go out to feed the feed the goats or the cows or the horses or whatever animals you may have, I talk this way, I, I mention these things because I live on a homestead. And so when I go out and feed those animals, sure, I might be able to come across a tree that should be cut down or a limb that I need to take off or uh, maybe the fence needs to be fixed. But I can't carry everything with me unless I pull a tool trailer around with me. And I'm just not going to do that every time I walk out back. So I might take a pliers to, um, to be able to quick fix a fence if I see one that's knocked down. But I'm not going to carry a huge tool belt. I'm not MacGyver here. So I'm not going to carry everything to be able to fix something. But I will think through the most likely scenarios. Make sure I have what I need for the job I'm going to do. And maybe a couple extra things for a possibility. The most likely possibilities. If it's a road trip, you need to know where you're going. I'll tell you a little story. Earlier this year, this was January... My wife and I took a trip out west, and we took a couple of our nieces with us. And we were in Montana. We were staying at my sister's place with her husband, and we were going, leaving their house early in the morning to travel through the mountains to visit another one of my sisters about six hours away. Well, they live about, oh, I don't know, 15 miles out of town. And I was going, we were traveling in the opposite direction from what I knew would be the nearest gas station that was open at that early in the morning. And I thought to myself, well, self, you've got about two thirds of a tank of gas. So I think, I think you'll probably make it to the next gas station, even though you don't know where it's at, before you need to fill up. Well, to make a long story short, we got stuck on a snowy mountain pass with no gas. We didn't technically run all the way out, but I stopped and turned around, found a good spot where I had cell phone service and where I could, it was safe to pull off the road. And I called my brother-in-law and said, hey, look, come, come bring me some gas so that I can get to a gas station because I'm about to run out of gas and it is snowing to beat the band. So think through those things before you set out on your journey. If I had been smart, and had a can of gas strapped to the top of the van, I would have been okay. I could have just added gas to the tank and kept on going, and we would have been perfectly fine. So always be aware of the situations that may come up in whatever you set out to do. And you especially need to be aware of what's happening around you when there's other people in your vicinity. Watch their movements. You can tell if people are... They seem kind of shady or a little shifty. Watch their, read their eyes and their body language. And if you see somebody who looks a little iffy, keep as much distance between you and them as possible. When you're out shopping, you're in a shopping mall or a grocery store or whatever it may be, know where the exits are, the quickest and easiest way to reach each one. 
make a habit. You know, right now we're doing a lot of Christmas shopping because we're coming into the Christmas season. Make a habit of going through those what-if scenarios, thinking about the most likely scenarios first. So if you're in the mall, what's the most likely thing that could happen? It could be, dare we say it, a mass shooter. I mean, we, we don't like to think of that. And it's not terribly common. The news media would have you think that that is extremely common, that it's nearly an everyday occurrence. Or at least a year ago, that was the, the, the going story, was that it happened all the time. But you don't hear a whole lot about that in the news anymore. But it could be, it could be um, domestic violence could happen right there, and, and a fight could break out. Maybe gangs, depending what city you live in, there might be some gangs fighting over territory in the mall. It could be a kidnapping. Keep your eye on your kids. Know who is around you and and watch them. Remember what I said earlier. Watch their body movements, their uh, their body language, I should say. But think through the things, the most likely scenarios. It could be a fire, um, an earthquake, a tornado. Probably not likely to have a tornado this time of year anymore, but it could happen. And then as you move on, move away from the shopping, make sure your vehicles are good. What happens if you have a vehicle failure, if you run out of gas somewhere, or you have low oil, dead battery, your engine overheats, transmission gives out? As you begin to build your physical preparedness and protection plan, think through all of these scenarios and make it to develop a contingency plan for the most likely. I'm tripping over my words today, and I apologize about that. But make sure you have backups for all of these things. What if your cell phone dies and you're out shopping and you run out of gas and have no way to call somebody? Have some backup there. It could be a um, an extra charger or a, or a battery backup pack like that you plug your little USB charger into and plug into your cell phone. And you can carry that around with you so that your cell phone doesn't ever die. What happens if you get lost or separated from the rest of your group? Do you have a set place where you'll meet together? Look, if we get separated, as soon as you notice that you're not with the rest of the group, go to this set location and we will reconvene at that spot. We'll meet again there and begin again. Make sure you have a plan. Okay, quick, I have a uh, thought exercise for you. What's the nearest thing to you right now that you could use as a weapon or for self-defense if somebody were to begin to attack you? Just looking around me, I have a four-foot level right here that I could use to, uh, to, to, as a bat. There's a uh, can of paint right here. I could swing at him. I could throw it at him. Um, I'm sure I can find other things Maybe a poking tool somewhere or something just to throw at him in self-defense. Just a way to, to uh, keep somebody from harming me or my family. And keep these things in mind. If you're in a store, if somebody comes up to you and starts to pull a gun or pull a knife or something, what can you do to defend yourself, to defuse the situation, to put as much distance between you and the attacker as possible? Always keep that in mind. Moving on, what's your emergency evacuation plan for if you have a widespread event? Do you know where you'll go? Do you know 
where you're going to meet the, the rest of your family. If, if you and your wife and your kids are in separate locations, do you all have a plan for that? Keep an emergency evacuation plan in each vehicle at home um, and have multiple routes and locations to get to depending on the event type and location. This is one of those things that I need to implement for myself. I don't have that in place yet, but it's, it's a good thing to have. Keep plenty of food on hand. If you have a, um, an event locally that, that is going to affect you, but you don't want to evacuate, you want to bug in, as they say, make sure you're going to have to have plenty of food on hand if it's a long-term event. That can be canned food. It can be um, frozen food, dried food. Maybe you have things in a root cellar. Going back to canning, if you're interested in canning and you don't know anything about it, Nicole Sauce at Living Free in Tennessee Go to livingfreeintennessee.com and check out her podcast, but she does some webinars, and she has done several on canning. So look those up and help her out. Support her if you're interested in that. But have multiple ways to prepare food as well. That can be cooking on the stove in the house. That might be over an open fire. It might be on a grill, maybe a uh, a griddle. Uh, it could be any number of ways, a sun oven, a brick oven. There's countless ways to be able to prepare your food, but have multiples. The saying goes, one is none and two is one, or something like that. Three is for me. So have backups of your backups of your backups. Water filters. A lot of people are on city water. I get my water out of the river. And if something were to happen to really contaminate that water, boy, I might be up a creek. I don't at this point, have a good system for getting water if the river is contaminated. So that's a place where I need to shore up my own personal protection and defense. But have for yourself some water filters. Oftentimes when you're on municipal water supply, they send out alerts like, hey, don't be drinking. You need to boil the water before you drink it because it's been contaminated. Well, it's already been contaminated for a week. They only found out about it because somebody got sick and reported it or went to the hospital or maybe died. So you've probably already been drinking that contaminated water. So have some good water filters. We use a Berkey water filter. We love it. And I need new water filters because it is really slow at filtering the water right now. It just barely trickles through. So make sure you have a good water filter and backup water filters. Vehicle preparedness. We talked about that a little earlier. Have that extra can of gas. It might be for you or for somebody else that ran out of gas. Make sure you have an extra oil container, like something to, if you're, if you get low on oil, maybe you develop a leak somehow. Make sure you have an extra quart of oil in your vehicle. A good spare tire, jumper cables, a blanket. My wife uses the one that's in my truck almost every time she rides with me especially if it's not in the two or three hottest months of the summertime. That blanket gets used a lot. Maybe have a breakout tool to cut seatbelts and break the glass if you have to get out in the event of an auto accident or whatever the situation may be. My wife and I were in an auto accident earlier this year. I rolled my truck over onto the side and we slid down the road and were clipped by an oil truck. We were nearly taken out. We should not have walked away from that accident. Thankfully, the back window of the truck broke out, so we were able to walk out of the truck as it laid on its side. 
I hadn't realized that. And so my truck was still running while we were laying there in the middle of the road. And I jumped up and started rolling the passenger window down so that we could climb up out of the truck. But then my wife discovered that the back window was broke, so we climbed out of there. But if if I had had a way to bust a window out, then I wouldn't have had to sit and wait for the window to roll down. But that might I might not have even had the opportunity if the engine had been dead or something worse had happened where the window wouldn't have been working at that time. But have have ways to do those things. Cut the seatbelt, break the glass. You could carry food and water with you. Back in January when we got stuck on that snowy mountain pass, if we had not had a way to contact anybody and we were stuck there for half a day or even a day with no food and water, that could have been very detrimental. It, more than, you're not going to die being without food for half a day. Probably not even without water, most likely. Not without water, unless you've already been without water for a while. But it it's a comfort thing. It helps you to, helps your mind to rest and to relax a bit because while you're in a tough situation, you still are able to eat and to drink. So if you're out traveling in in the backwoods and in a sparsely populated area like that, you probably want to carry some food and water with you. You probably want to keep a change of clothes with you in the vehicle at all times. For myself, I'm in construction. And oftentimes, after I get done with the day's work, I need to go meet a client or a potential client. And I don't like to meet people in the clothes that I've been working in all day because they're often very dirty and just not very professional looking. So I'll keep a change of clothes in the vehicle. But if you're out traveling somewhere or you're out, you get stuck in a situation, some clean underwear and socks is kind of going to boost your morale in that situation. Some basic tools that are good to keep in your vehicle is an upgraded jack. Them piddly little jacks that are in even the heaviest of vehicles, they will work you nearly to death trying to jack the vehicle up in the case of a flat tire. If you have a flat tire and you have to use those things, you will regret not having an upgraded jack. Have a good socket set, um, a breaker bar or a pipe or something to to get on the end of that wrench so that you can turn the uh, the lug nuts easier. Those things, depending how tight they are, are nearly impossible to open. And probably maybe an extra set of pliers having in there. Extra belts for your vehicle. Those are good to keep too. If you're riding somewhere and you're not close to where somebody could come help you, have extra belts for your vehicle in case one of them breaks. I've had that happen to me before. Thankfully, when it happened, I did happen to have an extra belt in my vehicle. But I don't always keep that. I'm realizing as I research this and as I'm talking how many ways that I need to upgrade my own personal protection and defense areas. And one of the uh, one of the last things that I want to talk about is self-defense. If you get into a situation like we talked about where someone is maybe trying to rob you or kidnap you or your son or your daughter or your wife or Maybe it's somebody near you. If you're in the shopping mall doing some Christmas shopping and you get close to a dangerous situation, the first thing you need to do 
is to get as much distance as possible between yourself and that dangerous situation. This also applies in case of an event like a car crash near you. You don't want to be stuck in the middle of a 50-car pileup. So if you see these events start happening, have a way to maneuver out of them. Even when I'm traveling, I do not like to get stuck in the middle lane with vehicles all around me. And if somebody in front of me would slam on the brakes, I wouldn't have an outlet without hitting somebody. I don't like that, and I try to avoid that as much as possible. A building fire or a storm. Have a place to go or an exit plan to get to safety and to find those that you're with. Find your loved ones. Some things that you might carry for personal protection. Might be a gun, a knife. But the most important thing that is going to be on you at all times. You'll forget to carry your gun. You'll forget to carry your knife if you carry those things. You might even be in a situation where... You you can't defend yourself in hand-to-hand combat. But the thing that you'll always have with you is your mind. So sharpen your mind. Train your mind to think through each and every one of these situations. To always be looking for the out. What will I do if this happens? And soon it will become subconscious. You won't have to walk into a building and consciously look around at everything and consciously assess it. It will kind of happen subconsciously and you can, it's like a background process in your mind. It's happening, but it's not the main thing on the screen. And that's what happens as you develop these habits. And the last thing that we need to look at is our relationships, whether it's with our family, our neighbors, our friends who are more distant than our neighbors. Know who it is that's likely to cause issues for you if the shit hits the fan. If things go south, who's going to have your back? Who's going to cause issues for you? And work hard at creating a strong network of like-minded people. Not Mike-minded. I don't know what that is. Create a strong network of like-minded people. Someone that you can turn to in case of a personal emergency. Or people that you can can gather with that will have your back that that are thinking of you you know right now we just went through an election and a lot of people are questioning what is going to happen with the new regime coming in like are are they coming after us are they coming after people's guns are they going to are they come are they going to come after me for saying some of the things that I'm saying and I I don't think I've said anything controversial but you never know you don't know when you're going to get cut off, when you're going to get memory hold. These things happen every single day. When's it going to be you? Have a backup plan. Have a strong network to defend you in these situations. Some of the things that I've done for myself and my own family in building resiliency in our physical preparedness, we started by deciding on the lifestyle that we wanted to live, where we wanted to build our life, And we're working at creating that strong community that I just talked about. A network of family and friends, local people, building a strong source of local revenue and looking for ways to create recurring revenue. All of these things will will add to your physical protection and they'll help you out in the long run. You know, a lot of these things, you might not see the benefit in the here and now moment, but over time, 
those benefits accrue. And soon you're like, where would I be without all these things that I've done and these people that I've created these relationships with? Be a reliable source of help to those people around you, and that will help to build your network. Prepare for each possible scenario as the opportunity and the resources become available. That's what we attempt to do. It seems like in 2020, resources have been somewhat scarce for a lot of us. But if you look for the opportunity in that, the, uh, the opportunity for growth is, is, is unlimited. We're talking unlimited growth potential. You know, there's nowhere to go but up from here. At least that's the way I choose to look at it. <laughs> uh, it, it could change. It could, could turn out different. 2021 could be... Uh, I don't even want to think about that. 2021 is going to be an amazing year. It is what you make of it. Okay? Remember that. Your situation is what you make out of it. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control what you do with that. Your reactions to other people's actions. That is what you have control over. Your mental state, your attitude, your your mindset. You can control those things. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to uh, to be upbeat, to be positive. Or you can choose to be in despair, to be in the dumps. And your long-term outcome will reflect what you choose today. That is all I have on physical protection and preparedness. I did not go into great detail on anything. But I covered a lot of, a lot of areas that you can dig into, that you can do more in-depth research on and decide for yourself and your own family where you want to go with that, what, how to build resiliency into that. Something that I would suggest to you, two resources if you want to go more. Look up the survivalpodcast.com. That is an amazing podcast. He has done tons of episodes on a lot of the things I've talked about today and gone extremely in-depth on it. I didn't go in-depth on anything today. Also, look up Living Free in Tennessee. That is also a podcast. And Nicole Sauce there does quite a few episodes on living life on your terms and, and how to develop resiliency into your life. She's done a lot of great podcasts on some of these topics as well. I'm not going to give you a specific episode to listen to, but go check out their websites do a quick search, you will find a lot of resources to go on. I want to mention something before I close today. I'm looking at possibly starting two more podcasts. This podcast is the Constructive Liberty Podcast. And I've been going back and forth on exactly the direction that I want to go with it. I'm a teen life coach, life and career coach. And so I want to have a resource out there that helps young men specifically as they're moving from adolescence into adulthood to create a career, a lifestyle that they love, that they don't want to retire from, to, to help them to craft their vision and work to create an impact, to impact the lives of other people. But I don't think that's this podcast because that's a, I want to talk about a lot of other things as well. So the Constructive Liberty podcast is not the podcast for my coaching business. 
So I'm looking at creating another podcast, and I'm thinking that the title of that podcast will be Impactful Teens. I don't know. What does that sound like to you? What do you think on that? Um, I'm probably looking at starting that. I don't know if I'll work on recording that today, next week. I'm not sure. I'm still rolling that around in my mind. Let me know your thoughts. I'd like to hear what you think. I did mention I'm doing two new podcasts. The, uh, The second new one is just a little pet project for my nieces and nephews. But I thought I'd throw it out there for anybody who wants to listen. And that's called Storytime with Uncle Ken. My nieces and nephews love when I read stories to them. I try to do all kinds of crazy voices for them, even though I'm not that great at it. And I get mixed up with the different voices, but they seem to enjoy it. That will probably be coming out next week. I'll, I'll drop a link in next week's episode if I get that done. But those are two things that you can look forward to. Let me know your thoughts. Impactful Teens and Storytime with Uncle Ken. If you like today's show, leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. That's all I ask. Go to iTunes, find the Constructive Liberty Podcast. I would love a five-star review. I'll give you a shout-out if you do. I, I want to hear feedback from you as well. What have I talked about that's resonated with you? What have you learned from what I've talked about? What would you like for me to talk more about? I want some feedback. Let me know what your thoughts are. With that. Go out and do good work.